Hi, everyone, and welcome to Signature West Podcast. I'm your host, Sam West from Palm Springs, California. Um, season number three, episode number one. My guest today is Mary Parcello, and she's a major component here in the um, Pickleball community in Palm Springs. She's going to help us understand the culture, the birth, the obsession behind the sport. Hi, Mary. Hi, Sam. How are you? Just finished teaching a, le- a lesson for a couple hours and got here in time to do this with you, but I was teaching inside in the air conditioning, so that's one way to get through uh, the summer here. Good. I'm glad. Um, so you retired in 2018, um, but you retired from teaching. What were you teaching, and when did your teaching career start? Uh, I started teaching in 1982 in private schools in Pasadena. I have my California teaching credential in health science, physical education, and two master's degrees. Um, I taught at the high school, junior high, middle school, private and public. I retired in 2018 from Tustin Unified, and I moved to the desert um, for a lot of reasons but mainly I could afford it and I'm big uh, into golf and pickleball and um, being in a really diverse, open community. So you're also, I believe you taught softball, basketball, volleyball, and cross country soccer. As an athletic coach for all those uh, high school level, um, you know, going to CIF and playoffs. And and I also was an athletic director at several, several schools. So when you retired here, what was your vision? What did you want to do? And um, what was your mindset? Good question. I, um, when I was in Tustin in 2014, I ran my first round robin tournament. Pickleball had started right behind the middle school where I was teaching. And um, Phil Dunmire was kind of my mentor there in Tustin. And there was one of the big areas that pickleball got big in Orange County. It's in Tustin. And we, uh, started playing with just school district employees and we started having little events. So I was running round robins since 2014 in Tustin every other month. So when I, I was out here um, quite a bit before 2018, just for golf tournaments and friends. And I started running round robins out in the desert at Demuth park. So I, my vision was uh, retiring from teaching and running pickleball tournaments, continuing to be an ambassador and promoting pickleball, doing clinics for schools. And at that point, I wasn't as interested in teaching as much as running round robins. So that changed a little bit um, when I got my certification, when I got my knee replaced. I wanted to be able to be an instructor. And also with COVID, I couldn't run events anymore. So if you can't run around Robin, then how can we help people be an ambassador and help them learn how to play? So I wanted to make sure I had the proper certifications. So I I took both of those certification programs. So let's back up before you, you in Palm Springs, you were, you added pickleball to your curriculum um, between 84 and 2001. Yeah. In Tustin and in my other schools Uh, in San Diego in Pasadena. Every school I was in, I taught pickleball. We, everybody at the teaching workshops loved the sport. We played every summer. It hadn't gotten to tournament level yet. And we, I didn't start tournaments until 2013. And I think they'd started playing tournaments around 2009, like get to where it's 
out there playing tournaments rather than just social. And um, there's other people who know more about the older history besides just when it was created, but we've been teaching it in physical education for quite a while. So when was it created? What is the history? And because I uh, about 1965 on Bainbridge Island, um, uh, the people that created it uh, named it after his dog Pickles, and it was an alternative backdoor game to other things to do. And um, there's a whole history of pickleball, and Jennifer Lacour's written a book on it. And there's lots of ways to look up the trivia, but it was number one: it's easy to get, it's easy to get good. It's fun and it's social, and um, a lot of people it's an equalizer for men and women and for athletes and non-athletes where you can do things with your family, your grandkids. You can also play husbands and wives and you can play competitively. Also uh, you can be 60. Like I'm like I'm in my sixties and you can be competitive with someone in their twenties or thirties. So that's, I think the draw of why the game is so popular is one of the reasons there's many reasons, but it's not really like I grew up in LA until I left recently and I've never heard of it till I moved here. So when did it- Good question now. It's very much about where you live and whether there's pickleball there. Um, Like if you were in Oceanside, there's pickleball at Melba Bishop. If you're in San Diego, over the line softball is huge, but they don't play anywhere else. So in Venice Beach, paddleball is big. And you see paddleball on the beach. And so you see a lot of that. So it depends on if there are courts and there's a program like Simi Valley is a big hotbed of pickleball because some people came and started playing and built a facility. So if there's Utah, Little River, you know, with the Huntsman Games and Fall Brawl, they have about 40, 50 courts over there. And it's a big pickleball community. So to answer your question, I think it depends on whether someone has got the cities to build courts so that everyone has access. It can't just be in one club. You wouldn't get it this huge widespread uh, passion for it. Also having it at Indian Wells, having the nationals there, I think put Palm Springs on the map to when where it's. Get, when did that start? They're in their third year. They have a five-year contract, but COVID uh, postponed it. So they've had it two times at Indian Wells. And then COVID was going to be the third year. So, so, I uh, don't So 2000. It's very new. It's not. Seven, that, 17, 18. So very new. Not like. Um, pretty new to have nationals, but that five-year contract. Yeah. Pretty new to have nationals. Yes. There have been senior games for a long time. There have been tournaments. I, I started in 2013 and I know there were tournaments in like 2009, 2010, but. I got into it because a friend of mine from those teaching workshops said, hey, they're playing pickleball and you can go to tournaments. So a lot of athletes from other sports like softball, basketball, triathlon, volleyball are really good at pickleball right away just because and they were in athletics and they would like to play something competitive that you can get at right away without having to start as like a 10 year old and be in a club like tennis or something where you had to start where you're really young to get good at it. Right. And you became the ambassador, U.S. ambassador in 2014? I was the ambassador in Long Beach and Tustin. That's where I lived. I was teaching there. So ambassadors are assigned to a city or an area. Right. So there's a lot of ambassadors and what their job is to promote pickleball where they live or where they work. Right. So I was living in Long Beach and teaching in Tustin. And so my contribution was running round robin tournaments. 
And then I was teaching it to this school. I did uh, demonstrations at back to school night for the parents and to get the parents to see what the kids were doing. And so that was kind of my way of being an ambassador. And because we had other people that were running uh, sanctioned tournaments and big tournaments. So I, my niche is round robins. And then when I retired out here, I wanted to continue doing that, which I have been until COVID. And my first one now back will be October 3rd. And when you came to Palm Springs, you became certified. What does that really mean? Um, I, well, I was already an ambassador. I just changed my ambassadorship to Palm Springs. Okay. So, uh, and Dean Mangione helped me with that. He was already an existing ambassador. The certification to teach was through PPR. And they were putting out a really big program that teacher was Sarah Ansbury. She's excellent. It was a rigorous eight hour program on court where we did every drill, every warm up. was no watching video and it was all on court and having to practice teaching, uh, peer teaching drills. Um, and it was an excellent program. So I had just got my knee replaced and retired and I went through the training program in the summer 2018 and then no, it was in September, so fall. And then I also went through the IPTPA certification program. Which means what? Um, international Pickleball Professionals. It's uh, Rifkin, Ralph Rabaggio is part of it. It's a different one. Now there's, now there's a professional one. I think there's two or three other ones. I feel like I, did, I wanted to do two training programs so I could see which one was better. And, and I, I'm interested in doing groups and all levels, I'm not interested in mentoring professionals or high level people. I'm, I'm better at teaching skills. And is that when you started doing your clinic? Is that what led to? Um, the clinics I did for the city of Palm Springs was in December, I think of 2018, 2019. It took a little while to get it on board, but um, it was through the city. So you're a contract employee. I make sure I do all the paperwork and the certificate and the insurance and all that. And so you're, you're providing a service to the city, like you're their employee. So you get a 70, 30 split and they don't, and it's their facility. And you know, you're, you're, you're on their payroll. You aren't um, teaching for yourself. So that's when I started. And then I did that for three months and then the, all the city rec departments had to shut down with COVID. So then um, I started doing some donation for free clinics for um, Palm Desert because they were going to hire me to teach for them. And so I went to Freedom Park and we, and just put things out on Facebook and said, do you, you want to learn how to play? Because there were very few activities you could do during COVID. Pickleball yeah. was one of them. Yeah. And when they unlocked the courts, yeah. Yeah. there was all these people and we had well, masks on, masks yeah. and distancing. And we all, people wanted to learn. And to, I felt like as an ambassador, someone needed to help them find something healthy to do. Right. So um, started uh, Freedom Park and then Civic Center Park. And then as soon as they could legally with the shutdown, um, hire me to be a contract vendor, Palm Desert hired me. So and I'm their employee like I am with Palm Springs. I met you at your donation clinic in- uh, Civic, Civic Center? Civic Center, that's when we started. And it's been, you know, I didn't know what the story was. I didn't know what the game was. And I fell in love instantly, made great friends. We're still all in touch. We still play. Uh, we graduated to some degree. Uh, so yeah, so thank you for doing that. That was just really awesome. 
Um, so now that you're back, what does that mean? You're, you're back to what? Where are you now with the- Well, now I'm back to where, well, depending on the variance and what happens um, health-wise with you know the county, city parks and recs are open for outdoor play. Right now, there's not a mask mandate. I think you have to wait and see how it goes, but there's a huge interest in playing. I am running clinics indoors right now because it's hot, so three days a week at Civic Center. Uh, Palm Springs finally just opened up again, so teaching at Palm Springs Thursday mornings, but it's hot. So I think just having a program through the cities is really, that's my niche and where I, I want everyone to have access to pickleball. I don't want them to have to join a club or have a private teacher. And so as soon as rec departments, recreation, and they're for everyone and they're, um, they're uh, fiscally, they're, they're affordable. They're a price that everyone can go to. So that's kind of what I feel is important. So that's what I do. So let's talk about the indoor because I am terrified of the, <laughs> well, I don't want to fall because it's like, it's a basketball uh, flooring, correct? It's uh, it's Civic Center. It's a basketball court. There are many lines painted, um, multi-use for like most gyms. Uh, they have volleyball lines and basketball lines and pickleball lines. The lines are yellow, so it's a little bit harder to see. However, it is really hot out here in the summer, and some it's really nice to have somewhere to go to play. And they're open from nine thirty to one for open play. It's only a five dollar drop in. That means it's reasonable and open to the public. You don't have to be in a club and that's you don't have to live in palm desert um the lessons i do are before the open play so that if people want to take a drill class and beginners one day advanced beginners another day intermediate and up another day uh wednesday mornings we have advanced round robin play so we just finished running a little tournament this morning and indoor it's faster uh the ball does skip it's a little harder to see but it's air conditioned so it's uh, it's kind of a trade-off what about the shoes as opposed to being out? Um, a, a good court shoe, a good basketball shoe or volleyball shoe or a tennis shoe. Um, I haven't seen people slipping. The main thing is they say it's really loud in there because it echoes. That's true. And there's three courts, so it's really loud. So they may not be able to hear you call the score. Or And the other one is um, the ball, they don't see it as well. They don't see inside. Um, two years ago, we had six courts out at Desert Sports Center. It's a volleyball club, and we were running uh, once a month round robins and drill classes there indoors, six courts. But they did not open up pickleball after COVID. So the Mo Civic Center has the most courts air conditioned, and the other places you can play are James O'Jesse uh, Center in North Palm Springs. They have two air conditioned courts. And then at the community center, they have two courts with fans. So there's other indoor places to play if it's too hot. Otherwise, you just have to get up at 5.30 or 6, which a lot of people do, and they play in the morning. Right, which we do, yeah. Is tennis becoming backseat sport in Palm Springs? You know, tennis um, has had a resurgence during COVID also. Right. There's more tennis. I don't know if anyone's been watching a lot of that. We have a lot of young, good professional tennis players, and when – when the United States has good players, there's more interest. Then there's more sponsorship. There's more TV. We have a lot of up-and-comers in tennis, and that brings more interest. Also, tennis is something you can do during COVID, sort of like pickleball. So they both have grown. There has been some problems at times over the years with tennis being worried that pickleball is taking their courts. 
So I think it's really important for every community to provide both if there's an interest. Tennis has always been big in the Coachella Valley. It doesn't, yes. hasn't gone away. It's still big in Long Beach. It's still big in Irvine. There are pockets where tennis is still very, very big and popular. It's just, it became a professional sport with fans instead of a sport. In the 70s, we all played. I played for my high school team. We had 18 courts. Everybody played tennis. So it's gone through a transition from a sport for everyone to a sport for the pros with audiences sitting and watching them. It's not quite the same as it was back when I was in high school and I played in junior college and I didn't even play when I was young. I wanted to be on a team in high school and they didn't have other sports for girls. So I learned how to play tennis. So I, I, just, I think pickleball, they aren't in competition. There's a lot of tennis pros who are teaching pickleball also and are very successful with both like uh, Bobby Riggs Center with Steve Dawson and uh, Marcin Rapinski and their uh, Morgan Evans is from tennis. They have, they have both. But you and there are people that still play both. But you're not seeing, I mean, like at the Moose Park, for example, the, the tennis section is this big now and the pickleball section is this big. I think it depends on where you are. And like there are places that still have a lot of tennis right. out here in different clubs. I know in La Quinta, there's places that still have a lot of tennis. And I know, like I can tell you, I lived in Irvine for a long time when I was in Tustin. The tennis courts are full at night. There's huge youth programs. So it, it's very much about which city you live in. Is pickleball getting huge everywhere? Yes, it's easier. It's accessible, it's social. Tennis takes a lot of background to get good, to get to a high level. So it, it takes more time. Pickleball, you can start playing in a day, for, you know. So, so if you wanna summarize, if you wanna define the, in one word, what is the culture behind the sport? Pickleball is social and it's fun and it's uh, accessible to all. It's also competitive. It, it meets a lot of needs. Yeah. Now I will tell you, um, yes, it is very competitive Can and it does, it does turn many people into 12 year old boys. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> but there's also some very great, there's a lot of graciousness. There's a lot of sportsmanship. You will go by a court and you'll hear everyone screaming and laughing. And but why is that? So why do you, you don't find that in tennis so much? Why because tennis became very much about the crowd being quiet and don't disturb. It's about being in a stadium and watching tennis but because it became more pros and high level and we're the spectators. It's not as, and also you don't have as many people out playing out here in the heat, but it depends on the time of year. You have to have access. See, all the high schools used to have 10, 12 courts. Now they've all cut it down to only six courts. That's what you need to host a match. Every high school has cut it down to six courts. They're just trying to have a team. They don't, it's not a sport for all, like I explained in the 70s. The pickleball is, um, and there's a lot of push to make it become a professional sport, an Olympic sport. And I, you know, we're not, that's not really our topic right now, but I think there's room for both. There is more noise with pickleball. So your community might choose to use a ball that's quieter or put the pickleball courts farther away from people's backyards or from but the tennis also, court. There's also, uh, um, not a pleasure, there, it's part, the noise is part of. Yes, it's I, fun I can't to be imagine loud. playing the game in silence or being like, No, and I don't think we should have to. I don't, I can't, I can't and ten, But tennis is more like that. Tennis is, they want you to be quiet if you ever watch pro tennis. Right, so it, those right. two things are different. 
very different. Yeah. And the obsession behind the sport for some. Well, a lot of people don't do other things and they found something that they could do. And maybe they, I see a lot of people I played college softball against college basketball against people that I trained with. And over the years, they're all playing pickleball. Now athletes are finding something that's organized where they can go be competitive that they can get good at and be excited about where it's, it takes a lot of work to be a good golfer. I mean, I golf, but it takes a lot more practice. It takes a lot more work to be that competitive in tennis. So I think our society needs something they can get good at and get a trophy or a medal that you don't have to put all this time into. And, and you can do it with your husband and wife, your grandkids, or you can go to tournaments and it's social and fun too. It meets a lot of needs. It does. It does. You can be competitive or you can be fun and social or both. And um, with COVID, it kind of shut people down and made, it had a little more clicky, like you're only your only group. Right. But I know that okay. I pulled in some women from all different clubs uh, last March and got them all to meet at Freedom Park. And we had like 20 women round robins. And they said, this is the best thing. Now I'm playing all these different people. So that's one of the kind of things I try to do as an ambassador. So that's how you, that's how you get better. You play different people right. to expand your game. So if, if you want to develop it you go out and try to find games and that's harder because people are a little bit more um shut down um like they have their own group or you can't mix in with us but i'd say it depends on the, the courts i think they're really friendly at demuth oh, i think people are welcoming people are welcoming yeah, there's not an issue with that at all that's, that's and i get calls every day about people coming because i'm an ambassador and they'll say where should we go to play and i'll mention all four public places and i'll say they have a system of how to rotate in let me know if you need me to meet you there and introduce you to some people. So that's what ambassadors do. You know, you field right. calls and in inquiries and you help people find courts. So for the newcomers that want to uh, join you, where can they find you and where can they go to? Uh, if they want to learn how to play, you mean beginners? Yeah. Okay. So there are beginning lessons at Palm Springs at Demuth Park on Thursday mornings at seven o'clock. You go online through the rec department and you sign up through them. And I think um, I've posted that flyer on Facebook, but you can get it on the Palm Springs Recreation Department website. This is very reasonable. I think it's a discount if you're a Palm Springs resident. You do have to, if you're in Palm Springs, it is significantly a, a cheaper price, but anyone is invited. Okay. And it, that's Thursday mornings at seven. The intermediate group meets at 8.30. It's pretty hot right now. I'm gonna figure out what to do with that, but that just started. If you want to come to the Civic Center and it's air conditioned, beginners are on Mondays, intermediate and up is on Fridays. It's at 7.30 in the morning to 9. And then open play is 9.30 to 1. You can just play in air conditioning right. for a $5 drop-in. Right. And um, in October, I think we'll start doing beginners again and advanced beginners and intermediate. Round robin tournaments are a great way to meet people, practice with a partner for a tournament, test yourself or just do something fun. Yep. So with the round robins, I do rotating, singles, men's doubles, women's doubles, mixed doubles. You can be there all day. And um, that's what I was doing since 2014. And now I'm gonna start my, the last one I did was March of 2019, then COVID could not run a public event on a public court. And I only do public stuff. So now I'm running my first one October 3rd. So that's a great way to get out there and meet other people. And where's that gonna be at? 
that'll be at Freedom Park. And on pickleballtournaments.com is a really good reference for your people to go and see tournaments throughout all of the world. Pickleballtournaments.com has a schedule every month, like regionals this next week in Fountain Valley. Um, they'll say Mission Health has a round robin Halloween. You can look on that calendar and find an event just about every week. But October 3rd is at Freedom Park. Yes. Okay. It's almost full. Almost full. And yeah. How many is that? Almost full? Well, with only eight courts, I try to limit it to under 100 people because you don't want to wait around. That's a lot. Now, when I have 12 courts, like at Civic Center Park at Fritz Burns, then I can have more entries. But you right. don't want to have too many people because then you have a beginner, like a 3-0, having to play against a 3-5. Right. And that's hard for people. So the more courts, the more entries you can have. Right. So Freedom only has eight courts, but it's got a beautiful facility with shade and misters and a nice bathroom. And um, Ranch and Ranch has got great courts. Fritz Burns has got great courts. Demuth has 12 courts. So we have a lot of places to play um, that are open and they have lights. You can play at night. Right. Mary, thanks for the info. I mean, I tell you, I love it. I, um, I've been obsessed ever since last summer. So um, for that, I thank you. Make great friends. So for the ones out there that are thinking about doing this, go for it. Um, you got nothing to lose and lots to gain. Um, Keep your Mary, paddle in front. <laughs> yes. For those of us that know what that means. Uh, paddle up, people. All right, thank you so much for doing this. I appreciate it. And uh, again, I say this every week. Um, if you're gonna watch this show, especially on YouTube, please subscribe. It helps me, it helps people like Mary that uh, come on the show to do this for you. So please subscribe. And on that note, stay well, be safe, and we'll see you next week. Thank you, everybody.